Welcome to the Life of Christ, Series 3, Term 4. This is the final lesson for this year, Lesson 36. We were kind of in the middle of it and coming towards the end of the incident recorded in Luke Chapter 5. We were talking about Simon Peter um, being told to let down the nets, and he just let out one, let down one net, and because of it, nets were breaking. But they caught a boatload of fish. And again, remember, he got help from his partners to come out there, James and John. Now, this is an, uh, you know, Jesus is showing them something here. They are learning something about the person that God has been speaking to them about following. And becoming a part of a full-time ministry. Amen? And so, I want to just go back a little bit to um, page 15, to Luke chapter 5 and verse 10. And then I want to move forward from there. So once again, let me just pick up in Luke chapter 5 and verse 8. So when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees. Remember again, this is when he, oh, the catch, uh, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. So we really need to understand that they were astonished. That was something that marked their life and their thinking. Amen. You know how there are things in your life where it just, you know, it has an impact on you. Amen. And it changes you. This did that. It had an impact and it changed them. And something happened. And it says, and notice it says, and so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. All right. So Peter, now again, as I said before, he understands the extent of his sin because he realizes who Jesus is. He realizes that this could not have happened. This was an absolute miracle. You know, it's one thing to catch a few fish and, you know, have some for the day, but to catch this much to where two boats are almost sinking, that's something else. And so he realizes this is God. This is the Messiah. And all of the things, all the attitudes he's had, uh, come on, we're the same way, aren't we? Okay. <laughs> we get mad with God a little bit sometimes and then realize, oh my God, he's God, you know. He does something incredible in our life. Have you noticed how, you know, God will continue blessing you even if you have a bad attitude towards him? You know, I've just noticed that. And that's the reason why I've just decided never to have one. <laughs> because less repenting later on. Can I just say that? Okay, it just, it, I've just come to that conclusion. Uh, even, you know, when really something really bad, seemingly bad happens, I have just learned not to point my finger at God. I've just learned, if you just shut up and just continue worshipping God, I told you, I do the stuff I teach you guys, you know, a miraculous outcome will come. And I have seen that happen on so many occasions. It just, I, I should be writing a book really. And I just think, you know, and what, what do you do with that? It's, it's not good to have a past, you know, keep looking at your past as well. It's good to remember so that you keep moving forward. Not so you live in the past. Are you all with me? Okay, so I've just, from experience, I know that. And I know that this is what Simon Peter is feeling now. He is suddenly, all of the sins, all of the things, the conviction is coming on him. Okay? And so now let's move forward. Jesus sees this and Jesus says to Simon, do not be afraid. That is the first thing a lot of times that happens, is that we realize suddenly who we're dealing with. And a sense of fear comes because we think, oh my God, what's he going to do to us? You know, because that's the greatness of God. You suddenly realize how big God is. And then all he has to do is lift his foot and put it down. You're done. 
we won't even find any trace of you after that. <laughs> Do you know what I'm trying to say? Seriously, if God needs to, He can. Um, somebody once asked, and, I, and this is coming up, and I want to just answer this question. Um, <clears throat> somebody once, you know, asked me, um, uh, you know, how come there are some very ungodly people living a long time? You know, where where some godly people are taken out early in their life. You know, what's the deal with that? Can I just answer this without sort of, you know, giving you just a short answer? And this is the answer to everything. It's not, okay? But let me just give you something that, um, at one point in time I asked the Lord that question, and He gave me this answer. He said, the ones, He said, "You, you need to understand. Now, there is a place for faith. There is a place you lay hands and sick and recover. There is a place where more than conquerors and everything else. We shouldn't be going before our time. Can I just say that right up front? Okay, we shouldn't be, alright? Uh, it's just a, a lack of, the body of Christ still doesn't know where it's at. It doesn't, she doesn't know her power still. Okay? But the question then, you know, uh, so that's to do with the believers, alright? So, um, but what about those people that are unbelievers that live a long time? You know, you just think, why didn't God just wipe them off? You know? Um, I want you to think about it in terms of eternity. A lot of times you don't realize that somebody's praying for that person. That they come to their senses. See, we always miss that aspect. We always miss the fact that there are people out there that are praying for some of the worst people on this planet. Alright? And you know what? The thing is we need to realize once they die, that's the end for them. When you go to hell, it's not, you know, it's not just a holding place for a little while. It's hell. Do you know what I'm trying to say? You know, a Christian dies, they go into paradise. They go to heaven. It's a good place to go to. Nobody wants to come back. <laughs> okay? So when we raise people from the dead, they come back a little cranky. Okay? Because, you know, because it's a better place. You all know what I'm trying to say? Okay? But the thing is that if a person, any person that is not saved dies, they want to come back. They want you to raise them back from the dead because they suddenly realize they made a huge mistake. Amen. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that somebody said that, you know, that, that there had been... Uh, I, I always take it with a grain of sand when you hear people going to heaven and hell and everything. Okay, I always do. Just know that as I'm giving you stories, okay? But, uh, but I think sometimes it's just interesting, some of the things they come back with. You know, this person was sort of, you know, had been taken to hell. Again, grain of salt, okay? But they said, everybody down there is saying, don't come here, don't come here. This is a place that there's no hope. There is absolutely no... Isn't that interesting? There is no hope. There is no hope for salvation down there. There is no hope that things will ever get better. There's just no hope. Isn't that incredible? And I thought that's really interesting. And so when you look at it in terms of, you know, sometimes it's the nasty people that are just living and living and living. I think there might be some, you know, granddaughter or daughter or somebody out there praying for them. And saying, please God, let them live long enough to know you. But you know, it's still their will. And you can keep him alive only so long. While they're causing havoc. <laughs> okay? And grief to all sorts of other people. But always see that side of things as well. Rather than see how come God isn't just taking them out. Then remember the Bible says that God is long-suffering. Why? Because He wants everybody to be saved. And we really need to take that to heart. Amen? So like I said, it's not the answer to everything, but sometimes I think we forget there are Christians praying for non-Christians. And God needs to answer those prayers too. And so He'll just keep some stinker alive, <laughs> okay, that might be causing you all kinds of grief, because once their life comes to an end, it's over. There's no more redemption on that one.
Yeah? Okay. All right, I just want to share that with you. All right, moving on. So again, Jesus says, Don't, do not be afraid. From now on, he says, you will catch men. And again, from the original, he says, and for life. In other words, Peter's profession was about to change from catching fish and bringing death to them to catching men and bringing eternal life to them. That's what happens for you too. Whatever job you are doing, you know, when the time comes and you, you lead somebody to Christ, and don't ever make that a big deal. Don't ever make that something that's really religious. I do it in, in ways that sometimes people don't even know they got, you know, they've received the Lord, okay? Um, even just recently, you know, I, I was wanting to pray for someone, and the Lord said, they need to get saved first. I said, I don't know if they're, they're up for that. And he said, no, they're ready. He said, ask permission and go from there. So I did, I asked the person permission. I said, is it okay? I said, I really want to pray for you, and I need to pray certain things for you, but I know there's a limitation. And I said, are you okay to say this prayer? You know, and I didn't make it a huge prayer. Oh God, forgive me of all my sins. I'm a sinner. Drag me through. You know, forget about all of that. Okay, none of that stuff. I just, you know, I just said, you know what? Jesus needs to be Lord over this so that He can look after this. So we need to do that first. Is that okay? You know, it's, you ask the right question. People will give the right answer. And this individual said, yeah, absolutely, okay. I said, fine, let's do that. So I said, repeat after me. And I said, Jesus, I make you Lord over me and my situation. And the person said it. And then we went on. And the person is doing really well now, just so you know. Anyway, okay, just took care of all kinds of things. And uh, praise God, you know. But the, but, but the thing is that, again, this, it, it's not a big deal. See where the need is. Deal with it. Remember this is reality. This is not religion. Okay? And you need to know that you are, uh, you know, restricted. Uh, it's not a good word, but, you know, it's difficult for you to pray when somebody doesn't know the Lord. And you're asking Him to help them. Can I get a little amen on that one? Okay. So you just kind of need to just have that, you know, kind of like, just like when somebody says, I want to give you all these discounts, but you know you need to be a member of this club before you can receive all the discounts. Could you sign here and do that? They'll go, yeah, yeah, sure. If we're getting, you know, we're getting benefits, we'll sign anything. <laughs> if they're getting benefits, they'll say anything. We just need to be smart about this because, you know, we're going to, as people start coming to church, I don't want to get religious when I lead them to the Lord. I will not. Okay, it'll be just... Bang. Just very quickly, what do you need? This is what you need to do. If I know they're not saved, they need to get saved. It's not a big deal. You just need Jesus in your life. He needs to be Lord. Then He can be Lord over the situation. Then He'll get taken care of. Are we good with that? Yes, we're good. Let's move on. End of story. Okay? Okay. Alright. The Spirit-filled Bible says that the Greek word for catch means to capture alive. And its tense suggests continuous action. In other words, from now on, Peter and the others are to continuously capture people for the kingdom of God. Amen? From now on, that's our job too. Capture people. Their attention, their heart. Amen? So that we can be a blessing to them. This isn't about us having another notch on our belt. This is about rescue. This is about getting them to a place where they can be blessed. Isn't that why we're doing this? Amen? Amen. Alright. So, just always keep it simple. Keep it simple. Alright. That's what finally led Peter, James, and John to completely 
give up their profession and go on to become the disciples of Christ and later his apostles to the church with Luke chapter 5 verse 11 concluding. So here's the verse. This is it. So when they had brought their boats to land, they, that is Peter, James and John, forsook all and followed him. That's the place where they become full time. Do you see that? Okay, because right before then they didn't forsook all. They forsook a little bit, but not all. They hung on to a little bit, because, you know, we still need to eat. Hello? Okay, they needed the business. But they, and they weren't ready to make that commitment. Alright? But at that point in time, when they succeed, like I said, it takes one. They saw something incredible, and they were ready to just let everything else go. If he can do this, then he can look after us. Get it? Okay. That also means that Peter would have left his wife and home for an, for an extended period of time. Now, he didn't divorce her. Okay, and when you go into ministry, you can't become neglectful of your duties either. Because God will hold you responsible for the people that he has put under your charge, so to speak. Okay, and that's not just for the men, that's for the ladies too. Okay, both are to look after the family. Amen? And... Uh, yeah. Anyway. Alright. <clears throat> Want to start preaching the equality series, but I won't. Alright. <laughs> Again, it means that Peter would have left his wife and home for an, for an extended period of time as they went into different, the different cities based on Jesus' statement in Luke 4.43, where he said again, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, because for this purpose I have been sent. Alright, and as to the miraculous catch they had that day, with all the people that were watching what transpired, uh, it is very possible that a lot more happened in the days following than we could ever imagine. And that we'll only find out when we get to heaven. Amen? Now, I don't know if I want to go on to this. Let me introduce this, because I've got about two minutes left. Okay, because I did go well over the first session. So you guys won't have to sit in for too much in the second. Uh, this is where we're going to pick up next year. Hallelujah. This is, this is getting powerful now, okay? So now he's got his, his little group of uh, disciples that are full-time. We still haven't got the 12 yet. That's still to come. Okay? Alright? He's just got these four dudes now. They're kind of, okay, four fishermen that are willing to, to, to forsake all and follow. That's pretty much it. Maybe five, maybe six, but not more than that. So what we're going to do when we come back, and again, we will pick this up and I'll start at this point next year. But let me give you an introduction because this is a very interesting, a very exciting story. This is a story that shows Jesus' compassion and it shows how everything that the Jews said, He did the opposite. The Jews said, you never touch an unclean thing or an unclean person. Because you become unclean. And here comes Jesus about to break all of their little laws and rules. And he is going to touch this man. And the difference is, when religion touches something unclean, it becomes unclean. But when God touches something unclean, it becomes clean. Amen? So what we're going to learn from this incident, when we look at it, and we'll look at it in detail, is don't be afraid. When you are asked by God, see, I, <laughs> I told you, I lay hands on everybody, man. I don't ever say, what do you have? Yeah. Uh, it looks a little contagious. Stand over there. Bring me the extension arm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't do that stuff. You know, I just pray for people by faith. 
I know what all I'm putting my hands on. Amen. Okay. I mean, I'll just, you know, it says lay hands on sick and they'll recover. I'm not looking at seeing what I'm going to catch. I'm looking at seeing that they will recover. Amen. And so, you know, that's, it, it's a bit of faith, but you, you know, you need to grow in these, some of these things as well. Not because you're a minister of God or anything, because God lives in you. Amen. You need to know that you need to know what manner of love that we should be called the children of God. You need to know that you are God's kid down here on this earth. Whether you're in the pulpit or whether you're not, you are still, that doesn't take away who you are. And the power that resides in you and what God wants to do through you. Amen? So we're going to be looking at this um, when, we, when, we take, when we take this story up in Luke chapter 5 and verse 12. Let me just, let me just look at this one verse. Let me talk to you about it. We'll come back. Because there's something very special here. In verse, uh, so we finish in Luke 5 and verse 11. Forsook and followed him. Then we go to verse 12. Because it's chronologically the next thing that happened. Now watch this. And I want to just, let me deal with this as we approach Christmas. Okay. It says, And it happened when he was in a certain city, this is Galilee, that behold a man who was full of leprosy, I'm on page 17, saw Jesus... And he, Mark says, kneeling down, fell on his face and implored him. And Matthew says, worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. We need to understand something. Now, let me take you to um, Mark chapter 1 verse 42 actually continues on. Because it, I, I jumped to Mark's account because it has more detail. So I'm on page 19. So I'm going to go to Mark 1 and verse 41. It says, that's on page 19. It says, Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him. You know, he didn't have to touch him. He could have just backed off and go, Woo, buddy, just stay there. I'm willing, I'm willing. You know, be cleansed, be gone. All right? <laughs> okay, come on now. All right? Watch what Jesus does. Here is an unclean person. He shouldn't even be out in public, by the way. Watch what happened. Jesus was moved with compassion. He said, if you are willing, you can make me whole. And I love Jesus. He he didn't just say, I'm willing. He He touched him. Do you know why? Because lepers never get touched. Huh? Everybody says, unclean, unclean, and they walk away. Do you hear me? they lose that touch as soon as they get leprosy. And so the very first thing Jesus does is restore what he has lost. Not his health, the touch. And he touches him. Can you imagine what he would have felt like? This is what we need to focus on at Christmas. There's a lot of people out there, they may not have physical leprosy, but... As far as sin goes, they feel like lepers. You know, and, and they, they know that if God is willing, He can make them whole. That He can do something. You know, people are all looking for New, New Year's resolutions and so on and so forth. I want you to understand what Jesus did here. I want you to understand that the Jesus that lives in you is the Jesus that we're seeing here. This is the same Jesus. You need to learn and allow yourself to have compassion. When somebody is down and out and when they're in a difficult situation, don't judge, have compassion. Amen? And you know, the very thing that they need may be a touch from you, may be a kind word from you. 
use this time of the year to be a blessing a little bit more than even normal. Forgive a little bit more. Just have a little bit more love in your heart, so to speak. Amen? And I want you to take this as something to work from. Here is someone that has leprosy, says, You can make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand, touched him, and he said to him, I am willing. Be cleansed. Oh, that would have, been, that would have meant everything to this man. The few things that you say that is anointed by God, as a child of God, you don't realize how much of an impact you have on people and how much it blesses them. Don't ever take that for granted. And in not taking it for granted, be available to be a blessing. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, let's finish there. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for...